0: Support for MPB comes from Grammy Museum, Mississippi, providing learning experiences based on all forms of music. Teacher lesson plans to download and museum tours for grades K-12 are available. Information at grammymuseumms.org education. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Friday, March 31st. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, the Speaker of the House offers his thoughts on the legislative session the day after lawmakers wrapped up their work. Then, why the Secretary of State thinks it's important for every eligible voter to cast a ballot.
1: There will be Americans all over this world risking their lives. And for you not to be able to get in your truck and ride down to the pole for five minutes, it's going to be low turnout. It's just astounding to me.
0: Later, a coastal bicentennial celebration, 100 years in the making, and hear about a traveling play that juxtaposes a Passover dinner and an addiction recovery meeting. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Reflecting on the 2017 legislative session, House Speaker Philip Gunn says they passed a budget the state could afford. He says voters sent Republicans to the Capitol to reduce the size of government and be fiscally responsible. Gunn says cutting state agency budgets because of a decline in state revenue is a part of what they campaigned to do. Speaking to reporters in his office at the Capitol one day after the session closed, Gunn says he sees the opportunity to cut state spending as a net positive.
2: As you know, revenues declined this year, and we had to make some uh, reductions in spending. And as I have said, I don't apologize for that. Uh, We Republicans have campaigned for many, many years uh, that we are for living within our means, that we are for controlled spending, that we are for reducing the size of government, that we don't have a revenue problem, we have a spending problem. Uh, We are for reducing the tax burden. All of these things are things that we have campaigned on. Many of those comments have been on the campaign literature that we have sent out. What has been the result is that the the voters have sent us here in record numbers. So it is time for us to deliver on those campaign promises. And so the mere fact that we had to reduce spending within the budget, the very fact that we had to cut down the size of government, is not something that is uh, is bad. It's actually something that we campaigned on.
0: Speaker Gunn, a Clinton Republican, says rewriting the state's education funding formula remains a top priority. Since the legislature first announced its contract with the consulting firm EdBuild, the process has been under scrutiny. Some observers have said they feel left out of the process. Gunn says everyone has had ample opportunity for input, and it's still a work in progress.
2: You know, I don't know if is any big secret. It's just like any piece of legislation, especially a major piece of legislation like this, you, you try to evaluate the, the various angles and, and the different options that may occur. And as you, as you know, you've seen the Ed Bill recommendations. They are vast and varied. If you do this, what is the result? If you do that, what is the result? If you do a combination of this and that, or whatever else, what is the result? And so it takes time to evaluate all those things. And so when we take their recommendations and we adopt, I don't know, how many were there, eight recommendations? 10 recommendations? Um, How many there were? 11, there you go, it was in the ballpark. What if we do 10 of them, what happens? Well, what if we do nine of them? What happens? What if we do, you know, and so as you massage that, it, uh, it changes the, the outcome, and we're just continuing to try to evaluate the different options. Ed Bill stands by to answer the question. They've made their recommendations. They have completed their work, but our contract with them goes through June, I believe it is, and certainly we can renew that if we need to, but we continue to massage Different recommendations, change numbers, try to figure out what is the total impact. And that once you do that, then you're going to have to, you know, sit down with your legislators and get their input and say, okay, this is what it looks like. What do you think? And then if they offer suggestions or changes, then you have to go back and do that. And it's in the midst of everything else we were trying to do. You know, sometimes you just don't have enough time to get everything done. I mean, we're trying to do the budget. We're trying to do campaign finance, trying to do all the other items that we're juggling. And to do something this major, as I said before, we're not going to rush it. We're going to get it right.
0: The Speaker has long been hesitant to embrace the idea of a state lottery, a notion Governor Phil Bryant actually called for in this year's State of the State Address. But Gunn says he will have representatives look into the matter.
2: I'm going to form a committee this summer, quickly in fact, to begin the process of examining the lottery. Is it good? Is it bad? What are, what are the benefits? What are the downsides? And I'm going to charge them with the responsibility of doing an exhaustive study. This is part of my concern is no one has ever presented me with anything to indicate what it's supposed to generate, how is it implemented, what is going to be the financial impact uh, with other states. I've seen nothing like that. Maybe y'all have. I've not seen anybody come forward with anything that talks about the advantages or disadvantages of it. All I've seen is people say, we need to look at it. I'm, I'm open to looking at it. I do not think it's going to be... the the golden egg that everybody thinks
0: that it is. House Speaker Philip Gunn speaking to reporters from his office at the Capitol. In other news, tomorrow is the last day for Mississippians to register to vote if they want to participate in the upcoming county and municipal primary election in Mississippi. Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman says clerks will have Friday and Saturday hours to accommodate those trying to register.
1: Well, we have to register by April the 1st uh, of this year, which is Saturday, April the 1st. And the municipal clerks stay open until noon that day for people that work, you know, Monday through Friday. They can still go by and register to vote.
0: If You uh, you can download it and also fill it out and then take it to the clerk's office, or they have forms there?
1: Yeah, they have forms there. You can either take it to them or it's, it's enough time now, uh, today, to, of course, mail it in. It'll get there in time to, for them to have processed it.
0: People can find out where their county clerk is by going to your website?
1: It's on our website. Right. Of course, obviously, we have 82 counties in Mississippi, and there are 82 circuit clerks. And the municipals, each um, each municipal has a municipal clerk. Each, each city uh, has a municipal clerk. And so you can call to the uh, to the city number, and they'll put you through to, to the municipal clerk if you need to talk to him or her.
0: When is the primary election?
1: Which, Tuesday, May the 2nd, is the primaries. And remember, that's the Democrats and the Republicans who will be running that. And uh, that's so that they, they can have their nominees. And then on... Um, Tuesday, June the sixth is the general election, and that's where your independence and your Republican and your and your Democratic nominee, if there's a party nominee, all of those will run on the same day on June the
0: sixth. Who are we electing this time around?
1: Well, we have over 250 cities in Mississippi. I don't know if everybody knew that or not, but there are, of course, a number of towns. Most of them have three to five to sometimes seven aldermen. It's unusual, and people need to remember this: uh, people who make your streets, uh, who have the police force uh, who pick up the garbage. I mean, all of the things that really make local government run comes out of your mayors and city councils, and they're very important. And if if you don't care about streets or crime or, or getting the garbage picked up, then don't worry about it. Otherwise, you need to
0: go vote. Who is eligible to vote before someone goes to the trouble of heading to the circuit clerk's office? Who can vote?
1: All individuals over age 18 that haven't been convicted of one of 21 felonies. Uh, that's the that's the only restriction. If you're over age 18 and you've lived in Mississippi for 30 days, you're eligible to come vote here, and we we welcome you to come cast your ballot here. Obviously, you have to be a United States citizen and a resident of the state of Mississippi.
0: We know now that you have to provide a, a photo ID to vote. Do you need to do the same when you register to vote?
1: We a- encourage you to. If you don't, under the federal law, you're required to show it the first time that you go to Cast a ballot, but we do we do require you to come when you to prove identification when you uh go to the circuit clerk's office municipal clerk's office, and they they will do that for you, but most people quite frankly uh ninety some percent of them just present the driver's license or the equivalent of that to show and at at the circuit clerk's office, we provide that if you don't have any other identification and you know your mother's maiden name, we can look up your birth certificate for you for free and issue a free ID if you don't have any ID at all. In Mississippi, in the last three years, we have issued a little over 5,400 of those to individuals who had no other identification.
0: Tell us a little bit about the Mississippi Online Voter Information Center. I know it's something you're proud of.
1: Yeah, we started that with two parts to it. Uh, One was to allow us to tell everybody online our... Our millennials, as they're called, many of them, uh, really like to do their work online and in the evening or early in the morning, you get on the computer and this, this will show you where to vote, all the information you need. It's got four different categories on it. It's very well laid out and we, we've been nominated for several, uh, national awards for it. In addition to that, we, on that site, if you've moved, uh, from, uh, Hines to Rankin or Rankin to Scott or whatever, if you've moved to, another county or another address you can change your uh, address online uh, all you have to have is your driver's license and your voter uh, registration certificate and you can go ahead and change your address online so you're in the right precinct on election day and we've had over a thousand mississippians take advantage of that just this year
0: you stressed uh the importance of those municipal positions what is the turnout generally for this type of election
1: extremely poorly uh and it, it it's fascinating to me uh in the presidential election we voted about 64% in the governor's uh election we'll probably vote in the 40 something percent or so um, uh, of the people in in municipal elections oftentimes uh particularly where there's not a heavily contested races and all across the board like for mayor or sheriff or something we typically have less than that, a third or less of the people will cast a ballot.
0: Less than a third of all registered voters?
1: Be eligible, yes, ma'am. I- I'm telling you, on May the 2nd, there will be Americans all over this world risking their lives. And for you not to be able to get in your truck and ride down to the pole for five minutes, it's going to be low turnouts. It's just astounding to me. I-, I don't know what your excuse would be. What are you going to say to that man or woman in a foxhole in Syria or, or Iraq or Afghanistan or wherever. What are
0: you going to tell them?
1: It wasn't worth it. So I just, I just encourage everybody to remember that people are suffering a whole bunch so that you can cast your ballot and you ought to go do it.
0: Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman, thank you very much. Thank you, Karen. Good to talk to you. Hear about a coastal bicentennial celebration a hundred years in the making. That's coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
3: This week in 1949, the New York City Opera premiered Troubled Island by the composer and Woodville, Mississippi native William Grant Still. This marked the first time a major American opera company had ever presented the work of an African-American composer. A wide-ranging artist still composed eight operas, including Bayou Legend. He also composed five symphonies, the scores to major motion pictures, early television shows, and radio programs. He also delved into popular music, creating arrangements for the likes of W.C. Handy and Paul Whiteman. He was honored with two Guggenheim Awards and numerous honorary doctorates. Today, he is recognized as the Dean of African American Composers. This has been Mississippi, a thread through time.
0: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. The state's first official bicentennial celebration is this weekend on the Gulf Coast. There will be two more, one in North Mississippi, one in the Capitol area. Chris Vines is one of the organizers. He says this weekend's festivities are taking place at Centennial Plaza, originally built for a canceled celebration 100 years ago.
4: You know, this has been our party, what we like to say 200 years in the making. <laughs> um, but. We, we joke that we're building a city within a city. It's been in talks for years, but in the last several months, has been very busy. It's
0: only two days. You must be cramming a lot into two days.
4: It is mind boggling. I, I was looking, I was kind of laughing, looking at our, our schedule. I've got everything from stilt walkers to, you know, stamp unveilings by the U.S. Post Office to military installations.
0: Tell us about Century Plaza because wasn't it built for the 100th anniversary of Mississippi? I,
4: absolutely. Centennial Plaza is. This beautiful piece of property down here in Gulfport on the Gulf of Mexico. It's up full of uh, green space and oaks and these historic buildings. And like I said, it was actually built for the centennial celebration. And when the war broke out, it was delayed and actually never happened. So we're laughing and uh, enjoying the fact that we're having the party 200 years later as a bicentennial. When and you I,
0: say the it, war broke out, that's World War One. That's correct. So you couldn't celebrate 150 years and go centennial and a half?
4: We've got 200 (laughs) years to make this right. So we're really excited about how this is rolling out.
0: We're going to hope that the weather cooperates too. Yep.
4: And I will tell you, the weather is looking great. We're we're very excited about our weather. That's always a a fun factor when you do events like this, and we really have great uh, projected weather uh, for the weekend. So. You
0: have 26 counties involved. Now, were these counties designated by the Bicentennial Committee? How did that work out? Yeah, it was
4: just kind of, you know, there are three celebrations in the state of Mississippi this year, and Gulfport is fortunate enough to host the first, and we really celebrated on the 26 counties south. And we've had all kind of participation from different groups. We actually have a parade of city and counties on Saturday. And that includes civic organizations, kids, all kind of coming from different parts of the state to participate in things like the parade.
0: How are you commemorating specific points of Mississippi's history that may have happened or affect the Gulf Coast and those southernmost counties?
4: Well, it's great. You know, on the property, there is a chapel and it's an historic building. And we created that and made that into a Mississippi welcome center. Right when you come into the property, you're you're welcome to buy a Mississippi Welcome Center that has all kind of exhibits, videos, different aspects of Mississippi, like you said, that make it special. There'll be uh, features that show the seafood industry, features that show you know the the Hattiesburg Pine Belt area, all kind of different things that are uh, focusing on Mississippi as a whole. And throughout the property, you know we have a salute to the military exhibits. So the military is a very strong presence for us down here on the mississippi gulf coast not as just protecting us but as a part of our everyday life
0: how large is centennial plaza
4: it's about 40 acres and it's uh it's a beautiful piece of property i like to say it's one of the, the best kept secrets along the mississippi gulf coast because you've got these beautiful oak trees the grass the grass lawn you know it all rolls out and right across from us is the beach
0: do you have special activities for kids
4: this is an event for everyone it's a free ticket event today we're actually going to have a stamp unveiling by the US Post office and it's a forever stamp and so they've come in uh, and we're going to have you know the governor, uh, Mayor Billy Hughes, Jasmine Ward the, the, the author, Jimmy Duck Holmes is going to do a performance but during all that we have a thousand fourth graders that are signed up from schools uh, in the 26 County South that are coming in to do an educational, Uh, morning with this. And so what they'll do is they'll learn a lot about the state. They'll have a discussion on the stamp and, you know, what really makes our state special.
0: It sounds like the only thing you're missing is the kitchen sink.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I could probably find that on the property in some capacity.
0: Again, that website?
4: It is ms200south.org. We want everybody to be a part of this. This is Mississippi Celebration. It's a great event, and we have a lot to be proud of.
0: Chris Vines is the communications director for this event, uh, Mississippi Bicentennial South. Chris, break a leg today and tomorrow, and thanks so much for being with us.
4: Thank you all so much. Look forward to seeing everybody. Thank you.
0: Hear about a traveling play that juxtaposes a Passover dinner and an addiction recovery meeting. That's next. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Passover. It's the story of the Jewish people being led out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of endless bondage. A traveling play making its way through the South this week compares that journey of redemption to the journey of an addict on the way to sobriety. The play is called Freedom Song. It's produced by a Jewish addiction recovery center on the West Coast. Director Michael Kaminer tells MPB's Ezra Wall more about the play.
5: Freedom Song was actually written, we wrote it about 11 years ago. It was originally supposed to be a one-night performance of a show that basically dealt with Passover. And uh, Beit Teshuvah's take on addiction and Passover basically was looking at the correlation between the Jews coming out of Exodus. And Beit Teshuvah, we
3: should say for our audience, Beit Teshuvah is the organization behind Freedom Song, and it's the organization that you work for
5: which is a residential treatment program for um, alcohol, uh, drug addiction, alcoholism, drug addiction, eating disorders, gambling addiction, uh, pretty much any addiction uh, that you might think of, they are all basically uh, come from the same source, at least that's our belief.
3: So in, in Freedom Song, you're, you're melding these ideas and sort of juxtaposing these ideas that are familiar to those who are, are, are acquainted with the struggles in addiction and with the ideas of, of Passover.
5: What we are trying to do is familiarize them, uh, familiarize people who who actually don't have that, maybe who don't have that problem, right, who don't have the problem of addiction um, or who think they may not have a problem of addiction and, and actually uncover the fact that we, we believe everybody suffers from some kind of a malady, a spiritual malady, um, that's something in their life, whether it be work, whether it be love, whether it be shopping, food. You know, we're not perfect human beings. And that um, to be human is, in fact, to fall prey to a, a, a many, many addictive style or type of behaviors that we are confronted with. And so what we've done is, is that we have one side of the stage deals with what we would call a typical uh, Jewish family Passover Seder. Um, and the other side of the stage is a 12-step Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. And uh, we soon find out that our ideas of both, um, that things are, not, are seldom what they seem to be. And that is a, a through line in the play, in fact, that things are seldom what they seem to be. And that, uh, that family that we think is so wonderful, or that, uh, that other family... Right, the family down the street, the the ones
3: yeah. we're always comparing ourselves to.
5: That is correct, exactly. Um, isn't as perfect, in fact, as we, we as we think they are, or as they allow us to think that they are. Um, and who we compare ourselves to has uh, quite a bit to do with how we live our lives. Um, and that if we compare ourselves to ourselves, we're much better off doing that.
3: <laughs> it's interesting to me. Now, you're, you're taking the show on a tour throughout the South for, uh, for an entire week. Of course, the uh, Jewish time of Passover is coming up, so it's very timely, and also uh, the the time for Christians, which you're coming to Baptist country, and so the the time for Christians when the when crucifixion of Jesus is uh, remembered, also also ties into uh, their remembrance in a way of of that Passover season, and so is 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 the timing of this trip to the South coincidental, or is that is that all rolled into why you're coming here at this time?
5: We actually do the show year-round. However, it just so happens that the two months, let's say a month before Passover and a month uh, after Passover, is usually what we would call Freedom Song season, um, where we get our most bookings. The the subject matter can easily, that, that Passover Seder could very, very easily be a Thanksgiving dinner or an Easter dinner or a Christmas dinner. You know, so in fact, what we, before the show, what we asked people to do is, in fact, look at similarities instead of differences, which is, again, another another lesson of life, right? That we tend to look at the differences between ourselves and other people instead of our similarities, which is a more positive approach.
3: So you're making your way to Mississippi. Uh, The play is going to be on Friday night at Temple Beth Israel in Jackson at 730. It sounds like a very, it sounds like a very interesting project. And uh, so tell me where people can find more information about, uh, about Freedom Song and about, uh, about your organization. Uh, So
5: so we do have a website. it's uh, www.beitshuva.org. That's B-E-I-T, T-S-H-U-V, like Victor A-H. dot org, where they would find all about uh, about our program, um, and uh, there's also links to uh, to our Creative Arts program, which uh, and our Prevention Department, which. Both Freedom Song are a part of both of those um, departments at Beit Teshuva.
3: Michael Kaminer is uh, with Beit Teshuva, and he is uh, coming to Mississippi this week as the director of the play Freedom Song. Michael, thank you very much for sharing this information with us today. Thank you, Ezra. I
5: appreciate the opportunity.
0: Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's the Gestalt Gardener. Then at 10 o'clock, it's Next Stop, Mississippi. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women. Did you miss part of the show today? Find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online at mpbonline.org or by downloading the MPB Public Media app from the Apple or Google Play Store I'm Karen Brown. Join us again Monday morning at 830 for the next Mississippi edition only on MPB Think Radio.